0: Let's work out, or you need not let's. I can't work out your finances. You need to work out your finances. You need to look at what's going on in your finances. You need to look at where you're headed and you need to get professional advice. And I think it's worth paying for it, to be perfectly honest. There's lots of companies out there that do financial planning. Apparently, South Australia has the fewest financial planners of any state. So since we have the fewest, then there must be lots and lots in your state, because chances are You're not in South Australia. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact, and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello. So I thought today I'd talk to you about finances. I am not a financial advisor, and I cannot advise you in financial matters. So everything that I'm about to talk about are suggestions and things that we just need to think about as small business owners. So if you've done challenges with me before, then you would have had the spreadsheet, the finances spreadsheet, right? If you're in the academy, which I highly recommend you join, then you will have more than one page of the finances forms. But what I thought I'd talk to you today is a little bit of an audit because I went to see my financial planner yesterday. It's not cheap seeing a financial planner, unfortunately, but I think it's really worthwhile. And it's something I highly recommend that you do, because one of the things he said was people are retiring on $40,000 a year. And how can you retire on that if you've got a mortgage or you've got any bills really to pay? It's like, maybe you can retire on $40,000 a year last year, But food has gone up this year. We need to have decent money in our retirement plans. And are you planning? Now, each of us is different. Each of us is an individual. So we have to go to somebody who can look at us individually. But all I can do is make some suggestions from the get go, from the outset. So when we think about planning for our business, we need to think what is your monthly revenue before expenses right now? What is it right now before expenses? What are you earning? And because we want to have goals, don't we? So what will we have in 12 months time? Will it be the same as now? Or can we increase that? Are we at a point where we are increasing or maybe we're slowing down? I mean, like I'm slowing down some of my client interaction because I've got too many clients. So I've been slowing them down for a while. And because my life is changing, I'm at a point where I'm looking at retirement and things like that. So the mentoring I can do from anywhere. Whereas seeing clients, I never feel I can do from anywhere. So what is your goal in 12 months? And what is your financial goal in 12 months? And then your five-year goal, what are you expecting to be doing in five years? Then when we think about these finances, we've also got to think, well, that's my monthly revenue before expenses, but how much are you paying yourself each month? And in what way are you paying it? All right. So it might be that Every month you pay yourself a certain amount and that goes into the mortgage or that goes into normal household income or that goes back into your business at this point because that's what you've agreed as a family that you're going to pump it all back into the business. Or it might be that you're putting it into your pension fund. Have you got a pension fund? How much are you paying yourself each month? And are you really paying yourself? Because I type this out in some months. I don't pay myself that. I'll go and spend it on something else. So I've paid myself, but I've paid myself indirectly because I've got myself some more mentoring or I've spent it on something else. But what is your goal for paying yourself for 12 months' time, for five years' time? What are these goals? What are these financial goals? And this is where going to see a financial planner will really help you because this is the stuff that they can help you work out. You've got that background information. You've got your Stripe or your PayPal or your Square, however it is you're taking money in. So you have those monies there. You've got your graphs to share with somebody else. Now, a financial planner isn't an accountant. It's a very different person. It's someone who's really thinking in a very different way to your accountant. Your accountant is great and will think about the bills and will think about you paying your tax and stuff like that. But the financial planner is really future focusing you, which is what we have to think about as small business owners. Nobody else is going to future focus us. And the majority of us are women. And so therefore, the majority of us are going to retire with less than the men, statistically. All right. So once we've worked out revenue and things before expenses, what's your net profit before tax? And is there a profit? And what is the monthly net profit before tax? And are you paying tax? It's worthwhile being registered for GST. You can unregister. That's not a problem. But there's a lot of money that you can get back by being registered with GST. It does mean you have to provide receipts to everyone, GST receipts to everyone for everything that you do, but then you're claiming back. So it might be something that you want to consider, and that might be a question for your accountant because that's $75,000 a year earning that you have to say, I'm GST registered. But under that, it might actually be worth doing to save on tax so that you can claim GST back on products, especially if you have a dispensary. It's always uncomfortable to look at our finances. We're having a stark look at how much you're earning, how much things are costing, what you're spending it on. It's always quite difficult, makes you feel uncomfortable. In the academy, we've got all of this is set out in spreadsheets and we do talk about it because we talk about creating programs and packages and how we can get people to come on board and pay us some money. But I do highly recommend that you see someone, and as I keep saying, I am not a financial advisor, but I went to see mine yesterday, and I think he is so worth the money. And when we look at that incomes, once we've got our current monthly revenue, when we break it down, what are the income streams? So my income streams were my kids were toddlers, so my naturopathy one-to-one. Did I have a weight loss program when they're toddlers? No, I didn't have a program when they were toddlers. The first program came on board when my daughter started school. So there was one to one and there was my nursing. All right. So they were my two income streams. So when we think about like, so when my daughter had hit school, so that's when I started my weight loss program as part of my client. So I was still seeing them one to one, but they were paying me slightly more. So it was part of my income stream. So I could separate that out as straight one-to-one clients for whatever health condition it was, and then they returned and returned. And then, of course, we've got product sales on top of that. So your product sales, your earnings and product sales, because I've always had my own dispensary. I also have product loss, and you want to put your product loss through your accounts as well. Don't forget about that. Then the program itself, so that was a higher earning. Although I saw everybody one-to-one, I saw them once a month, and they paid me my first appointment fee, the slightly more, even though I only saw them for half an hour. So there was an income stream in that I got everybody back once a month to see them physically, to weigh them and measure them and stuff. And then I was nursing. So I had three income streams once the kids hit about five. So then we have to think, how dependent are you on one of those particular income streams? So I wouldn't work necessarily school holidays, but I still had to like over the summer because I was meeting up with people once a month. So The weight loss program stream, I still had to see them. So I was and financially, that was a regular income. So financially, I was quite reliant on it. I didn't nurse over school holidays because nursing didn't equate to paying childcare. So if I had to pay out of our school care, it actually negated the point of going to nurse. So I didn't nurse. So we have to think how dependent are you on that one income stream? And what would happen if you lose one of those streams? So of course, I would lose the nursing stream. And so I had to account for that. So sometimes I think, oh, feeling a bit tight because I'm not going to see any one-to-one clients over the summer I'll do an extra shift as a nurse. Now, I would also bring those one-to-one clients forward so that two weeks leading up to the July holiday, I was always chockers full with clients. And then over July, I'd always be in a panic that nobody loved me and nobody wanted to see me and I had no clients except the weight loss clients, because they would come once a month. Although I'd try and plan that so that I would stretch it a little bit. So we'd be going into the five weeks rather than the four, but I still tried to keep them on the four if I could. We have to know where our biggest income streams are. And maybe if you think about it, one of those income streams, remember, is product. And one of those income stream of product, because people are still buying stuff even when you're not seeing them. So we have to think about that as an income stream and how much we're earning from it and where that money goes. Is it going into PayPal? Is it going into your bank account? Where is that money going? And what are you using it for? Because that's one of your income streams. Now, we do want to know what of our monthly income is recurring revenue. So it keeps coming back. So we keep getting it on a regular basis. So my weight loss program, that was my recurring revenue. I knew that I had 10 people come to see me per week. So over a month, I had anywhere between 20 to 40 at one point was my tops of the number of people who were seeing me for these half an hour appointments. That's a recurring revenue because I knew those people were coming. It fluctuated a bit. I'd often lose people over Christmas because they'd go on holiday and they'd be putting on weight and then they wouldn't want to come back. And then in the new year, they would come back again. So There was a little bit of fluctuation, but really that was my recurring revenue having that weight loss program going on. And so do you have recurring revenue and what is it? But also what is the consistency of that monthly revenue? So the consistency of that recurring revenue. So now I have the academy, which is most people use the discount code strictly when they join up. So they get 10% off. So on average, I'm earning $40 a month per person and boy, do I work for it and just sit around. There's tons of recorded stuff, but I'm in there, guys. So it's really worth doing to get the support and the times with me. But we have to think about, back to expenses, what is that monthly revenue and how much does it fluctuate? So that's the question there. We need to look at our total expenses. Now, if you've done one of the challenges in the past and for people in the academy, they've got an expenses spreadsheet. And we need to look at that. So I've just discovered a couple of silent expenses that were sneaking in on there. I've just had, I belong to too many associations. So I'm actually going to cull some associations this year, not because I don't still love them or whatever, but because I'm actually in five associations and I don't need five associations. I'm going to stick with two. So I'm going to drop a number of them because one of my associations covers a lot of my modalities. So there's so there's sometimes almost silent expenses that are just sneaking in there. Another one I signed, I use on my iPad, I use an app called Notability and that has it's only $20 a year or something. But there are some little ones in there that I think, yeah, I use a bit of it, but do I use $20 worth of it? Or do I mostly just use the free aspect of this product? So some of these things for me, my total expenses per month, I've set them all out. I've got a big poster up of the ones that I'm cancelling month per month rather than just the spreadsheet, which is of course hidden in your computer. As somebody pointed out the other day, they, you know, they're not going back and checking things. Talking about checking things, hashtag replay if you've only just come on board. I'm to say hello. So we've got our total expenses, but what are our minimum operating costs per month? Now, operating costs vary and are different from if you're in an office, if you're working in an office or a group with a team, then your operating costs are going to be quite set maybe because you have to pay reception, you pay rent, and you pay those things. So this one here, CS.Accounting, the ATO have announced from 1st March 2023 onwards, taxpayers will need to record the total number of hours they work from home. The cents per work hour has increased from 52 cents to 67 cents. However, the revised fixed rate of 67 cents per work hour covers energy expenses, so electricity and gas, phone usage, mobile and home, internet stationary computer consumables. No additional deduction for any expenses covered by the rate can be claimed if you use this method. So if you sit down, you need to use a log. Normally when you log within the ATO system, it's only for like the month or two months, like six weeks or something. So, you need to set out a log of how many hours you're working, especially if you work from home. And then those expenses can be claimed by your accountant for tax. So, we really need to be up to date with what we can claim, what we can't. But we need to know what our minimum operating costs each month. And these are things that cannot be cut, like your phone. You can't, maybe you can find a cheaper provider. So, I use, so I have two. Now, this one here is my telephone, and I only have the one phone number. So, I, I have so many boundaries on this phone. You wouldn't believe it. You won't get through if you try to ring me because I don't know your phone number. Whereas this one here, nobody rings it, but this one is on Felix. And Felix is through the Vodafone network. And it costs me, the Felix cost me whoopsie 45 a month for as much internet as I want. So I literally run my business from that Felix because I'm just online all the time. And it means I have constant internet. Nothing else uses the internet that I'm on. So everything's much better, but it's Vodafone and it's 4G. But it's vote so I can't take it everywhere. I can't use it everywhere. Whereas this is Telstra. So these are fixed operating costs. These can't be changed. I've got the best business deal I can with Telstra and my internet. That's the best internet I can get, the cheapest I can get. So because my house internet is way down there and it doesn't reach here. So these my minimum operating costs. I can't take either of those two away. My electricity. I'm actually won't be able to claim much with electricity because I'm totally solid. So my bills are like 50 bucks and stuff. So even though I've got these lights going, I have aircon on, I'm fully solid. So it doesn't really count. So my minimum costs there, we've got payment plans for things. We've got software that you rely on. You might have team members that you're paying. So what are these minimum expenses? And then what out of that lot, what are your top three biggest monthly expenses? So that might be staff, it might be software, it might be merchant fees, it could be your shopping with the companies. What is it that you're spending large on? Because we have to be able to cover these and make money. We have to be able to make a profit on this. We don't want to be stressed while we're doing this, do we? We want to be able to have a business that isn't stressful. I mean, business is stressful. They don't tell you that. And you can't comprehend it when you're training to be a naturopath or a nutritionist or a coach or whatever it is you're training to be. And then you're suddenly out there and you're going, whoa, there's so much paperwork to do with this. But it's all about boundaries and all about getting the support you need. And what about your subscriptions? So as I said, I've got like five associations. So I'm going to cull most of them, I think down to two. But what are all those subscriptions, those sneaky subscriptions like the Notability one? that I have? What other sneaky subscriptions are coming through that need to be looked at? How much they will cost? You're going to have to look up your iTunes. You're going to have to look up credit card bill. There's going to be things that sneak through. Well, you're zero. If you're using zero, how much is that per month? So once we've gone through some of this and we have figured out like how much money's coming in, we also have to decide total assets, liabilities, and what is your debt? Do you have debt? So for my business, I only have one account with Integria and I got that when I very first started. I have a debit card and I do everything on a debit card because I'm not going to go into debt for my business. I can go out and work for somebody else. I could become a nurse again tomorrow. Well, I can't. I'd have to do an upskill and retrain, but there's only six weeks and they'd pay me while I did it. So the point is I don't want to go into debt for my business. I want to have a business that pays me. And that serves me. And that's what I teach people to do. So I've chosen not to have a credit card, even though the bank would like me to have a credit card. I have a debit card. So I'm only spending money that I have, which means that I always have money in my account. I'm always able to pay myself because I'm working in the positives. I'm not working in the negatives. So if you had to pay a bill tomorrow, what would you do? Hopefully you haven't got big bills coming through and you're thinking about how much you're earning how much you want to earn you're increasing your business so what systems do you have in place to manage your budget your cash flow your future what systems do you have in place do you have separate bank accounts i have four bank accounts so three of which i use for business and then i've i've actually got four but one is totally useless but the real fourth one is my offset, my mortgage offset account. And so I put all my tax money into the mortgage offset account. I call it tax. We keep that in positive because it's an offset account. It's offsetting the mortgage, so it's worth having. So I put my tax that I'm due to pay in there. I pay myself into there because I want to offset my mortgage. So I'm not going to have seven accounts as is recommended by some of these systems because I have a mortgage offset account, all right? But lots of people do have a separate account for collecting their tax. And if you haven't got a mortgage, then I'd suggest you put it into a savings account that you can move it out of. So you're getting a little bit of interest on it while it's sitting there if you can. But that's something you have to check with with your banker because I am not a banker. Now, if you were to break your right arm, if you're right-handed, break your left hand if you were left-handed. And so you are unable to work, all right? You are unable to work because your arm was in traction. It's getting worse and worse this injury isn't it? It's getting terrible right now. This injury is now awful. You've got it's in traction. Your arm's in traction. You can't work. You can't you're trying to do everything. You can't use the mouse with your left hand. It's all a nightmare. And they've told you that your arm is going to be in traction for 3 months. Have you got enough money sitting in your account in that savings account to cover those bills? Those set bills, those set, all of the things you've scratched around, all of those subscriptions. Cause remember, you can't even cancel them because you can't use your mouse and your other hand. Are you able to cover your bills? What would you do? Who is going to help you with that? So I have a, an insurance policy that if I'm down and out from work, then I, my insurance policy will cover it. So, but lots of those policies no longer exist. But that again, that's what a financial advisor tells you about. So I know that one of my business insurances doesn't exist anymore because of COVID. So of course, everyone wasn't able to work. So lots of people claimed on this insurance, like the one I've got. So they've stopped creating those life insurance policies that allow you to be off work. So we have to think as business owners about the money today, like what's coming in today, the money this week and next week. And these are hard things to think about. They're really hard things to think about. It's not something that we want to be mulling over and spending time on and worrying about. But these are things we have to look at as business owners. And we have to seek professional advice, which is not me. I've got a lot of advice. Don't you worry about that. But I am definitely not the person for your individual circumstances. But you have to find someone and you have to work out those individual circumstances So that you're not left behind as you age, and I think there's all this discussion in the media. It's why I'm talking about money because Labour have turned around and now there's going to be tax if you've got more than three million in your pension fund. But have you got a pension fund? And the younger you start a pension fund, the better off you are. If you have a spouse, then I mean, if you put a thousand dollars into your pension fund a year, then the government gives you five hundred. If your spouse puts three thousand it's just in his name, it can be family money, but it's in his name, goes into your pension fund, they get a $1,500 tax break or something like that. I can't remember what they are. I'm not the financial advisor, remember? So it's really worth going to see a financial advisor and making sure that if you can have an industry super fund, you can have one and you can set it up because we need to think about our future. And yes, we might be able to work through until we're 70 and that's fabulous. 80, fabulous if you can, but what if you can't? What if you know that arm is still in traction when you're 70? So and you still can't move the mouse with your left hand. I'm sure you will have figured it out how to do it holding a pencil in your mouth or something. But think about this long term, your business is long term. You want it to be long term. We don't want to burn out at all, ever, but we don't want to burn out over things that we could have avoided in the first place. Like figuring out our finances and sitting down and doing some of the harder stuff. So, people in the academy, I will put the link in there and I'll put the discount link in there for you all. Let me just do that if I can find it. There it is. Copy that coupon there. Academy, 10% off. It is the place to be, folks. So, there's lots of fun stuff coming up in the academy. We've got Mastermind sessions, we've got Q&A sessions, we've got co-working sessions, and we've got tons and tons of education. And I'm moving on to a new platform. And once we're on the new platform, it will actually be easier to navigate all the content because that's one of the problems at the moment is there is so much content. Everyone gets a little bit, oh, so I'm giving everyone a one-to-one at the moment. If you join, you'll get a one-to-one in the next few weeks. So have you got your finances together? If you've come in late, then make sure you've got um, go back to the beginning, pen and paper, just say hello, write down those questions and really think about them. People in the academy, you've got the full spreadsheet, not just the one page. So let's work out Or you need, not let's, I can't work out your finances. You need to work out your finances. You need to look at what's going on in your finances. You need to look at where you're headed and you need to get professional advice. And I think it's worth paying for it, to be perfectly honest. There's lots of companies out there that do financial planning. Apparently, South Australia has the fewest financial planners of any state. So since we have the fewest, then there must be lots and lots in your state because chances are you're not in South Australia. So I'm going to leave it there, Sham i very sorry that we didn't have our ARIA chat today, but we will have that coming up as soon as that update has happened within their platform. So thank you for joining me. And I look forward to catching up with you all very, very soon. So have a good one. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which gin-wise leaves you a really big scope. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes.